0: Welcome back everybody. We're using some familiar tech. This is TWTG 102. Using Craig has been a minute now before fucked up, but now it should be fine because enough time has passed. We've been chilling and um, there's some new features on it. So by the end of this podcast, hopefully I would have fully learned it while we're here with somebody that hasn't been on in a few years. But before we get to that, If you're new to the podcast, please follow us on Spotify. We need those numbers up so we can get our sponsorship back so Tristan can stop complaining. Now, we have somebody here known for a very long time. You should know him if you've been around long enough in the embassy. You should know him if you're one of the homies. You should know him if you're part of the BKS. But also, I know him as a co-founder of the embassy. This is the Councilman Toma. Toma, welcome back to the show. I mean, I talk to hey, you every other day, so you ain't like a, <laughs> you ain't an NPC, but not to say anybody else that was on this podcast before was an NPC. We love you all.
1: But for you, Toma, what, what the hell is up, man? Uh, I can answer that question in a variety of ways. You know, as you said, it's, it's, it's been years since I was on and you know, I, I was a I was a different person then, and not in a bad way or anything. But I've I've matured a lot more, and I felt like I was mature then. But I've lived so much of the full adult experience that things change, and you realize things. Especially as I sit here and listen to the podcast episodes with you and Tristan, and, and you know, I've I've come to. Some sort of a realization, where, like, you know, when when, when you're when you're a parent, uh, you may not be able to speak to your child at the same level as their friends could from a sense of relatability, you know. Mm-hmm. And I want to use these episodes if I do have the privilege of having multiple after to. In a way, speak to my children so they can know me from my younger self, not only my older self. And not only that, but as I reflect upon my older episodes, so I can know myself better and not lose sight of who I am over the years. And like just to be able to have a catalog of how my mindset might have changed as the years went on. You know, it's uh, it's, it's it's late night, and I gotta go to sleep. For work soon. So I'm I'm in a I'm in a reflective state. One might say. Yeah. So we're, we're going to bum rush this
0: podcast as quickly as possible. Now, let me stop. At the time of this recording is 957 p.m. for me. I know you're an hour behind me. So it's 857 for you. It is January 18th. This is a Thursday. The year is 2024. For those that are not looking at the date that this is recorded, um, this is a later podcast i think the last time i recorded a podcast this late at night was with wolf of course shout out to wolf his crazy ass Um, that's the homie. shout out to the homie but um you said something similar to the reason as to why i have this podcast as well um to have like a digital journal in a way to look back and listen to how i was in that point in time to pass it on you know, 120 years when you know my time is up in this world, and I'm able to give it uh, to whoever you know my my children are and my family and all that other stuff. Just to look and listen back to who I was in time, and not only for me, the community. If they ever don't know who I am or you know the other people that we have on this podcast are, this allows them to kind of go and look at the, look at these people at different points in time, especially since this podcast started uh during COVID all the way up to now um and beyond. So um uh, I'm completely with you on that, especially uh the getting closer to your siblings. You hear me and Tristan go back and forth many times. Um, like you said, in a way where parents can't reach their kids. Um and that is that is true. That is true for a lot of uh siblings today and when they talk to their parents and things like that. So Um, I'm I'm with you on that, man. How in the time before you were here in the infancy in this podcast, I'm talking like you you were in the top five earliest episodes of this podcast, so or five, seven, or eight—I don't know—but how have you changed from 2021 all the way up
1: to 2024? I think one of the biggest ways that I've changed is. Certainty in myself like even back then, I had a broad stroke of who I wanted to be in the future, but now more than ever, do I have a clear image of that even even back then, even though I had the broad stroke of who I wanted to be in the future, I was still lost in a sense. I mean, I didn't pass high school, I was living with my parents, not doing jack shit and not my own not not because that's what I wanted to do but because as much as I love my parents they were holding me back a lot and all of that stuff was a terrible storm for me to like I felt lost during that time you know I was a funny goofy guy all that type of shit but you know a lot of the class clowns are pretty sad behind closed doors That's true but, uh, I mean yeah with, with that being said now right right now I know who I am 100%. I, I knew then, but like I said, now I know more than ever. I know what I want to be in the future. I mean, I don't even mean that career-wise, but like I know who I want to be as a person. I know who Toma needs to be by the time I'm 30, 40, 60. Especially like I'm looking at this as a standpoint of who I need to be for my future children. And you have a way, you, you have a better thought process of how
0: to get to where you want to be down the line. Yeah. Mm. Now with um, Scribbles, how long have you been with her, with your girlfriend?
2: Girl <sighs> yeah, my
1: my wonderful girlfriend, uh, as she is known on the online space, Scribbles001 on Instagram. Wonderful artist. Um, I want to. Sometimes it's it's uh it's hard to catalog. I mean, just like it is our friendship. I'd say I mean around five six years maybe. Yeah, about yeah about six years. So yeah, I've I've been with her for for a long time. Of course, we had our our uh, our supreme ups and downs, but you know now we're doing better than ever. You know that's that's the person I wanna I wanna build my future with. And she's she's part of the reason why I know what I want to be. I mean, she she she's the reason why, other uh, besides you, she's pretty much one of the only other reasons why I'm so versed in my adulthood now than what I was before. Because, I mean, I think without either of you, I wouldn't really, I, I'd still be wandering at this point. Mm-hmm
0: because I was so great in giving you the guidance that you needed because Mm -hmm. I'm such a great person. Now, let me stop. Let me stop. Um, He did all the hard work, the trudging, the pulling. (laughs) I literally just brought him to where he is now. I literally left my state and then brought him (laughs) to where he is now. I I literally did that. It's literally true. Literally. But, um, you know, friends, obviously you're, you're one of the, um, the closest in in terms of people that I've known for a long time, guests that um, I have had on this podcast. So you've known me in a different light than many people that have come on and, and talked to me over the course of time or have known me from the outside, listened to the episodes and then have come on or have been in the embassy. And um, we've talked about this many different times off of, I'll say camera. By that, I mean off the podcast, but just the community and how People treat each other and you know the development of friendships and you know the, what what is a surface level friend versus somebody that is a little bit closer um, as we grew up in a generation where online was just coming out, I'm a little bit older than you, so of course, I was there when it was just beginning, and you were there when it was a little bit even better developed from where I had it. Um, so on the outside, especially getting out of uh, school, because I knew
1: you when when you were in school. Yeah. Like when I I first got to know you. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I think when we first started to get to know each other, I was like halfway through high school at that point.
0: Yeah. And I was um, I think it was my second year. um, Or or, or I was close to my second year of being in the workforce. So um, my experience with knowing online friends was very, very new. Because I I was fortunate enough to have friends in um, high school and people that I known from elementary, middle school, all that other stuff. Because I was in a very multicultural place. For you, um, obviously, you had friends as well. But you know, transitioning into online, I know you, before we talked, um, you,
1: you said that you were on Amino, right? Yeah, uh, I think at least when it comes to the. Actually, no, I think I'd say just in my online space in general, Amino was pretty much the first place where it's like, you know, that, that that was my Instagram type shit that like that's that's where I first started to post myself and, you know, get out there into the online space and meet friends and stuff. You know, that's, in terms of long term friendships that have stemmed from that, I mean, Sammy is the one that comes first into mind because she's probably the only person from Amino who I still have casual contact with to this day. There's other people who who I'd still consider friends, but we haven't talked in a while, in a long while. But yeah, um, Amino was was my starting grounds, and you know, it's 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 something I feel nostalgic for. One, two, three.
0: What I was saying was. The people on Amino, if they heard you now on the podcast, what would they say about the Tomo of yesterday versus the Tomo of today?
2: <sighs> that's a that's a tough question to
1: answer, to be honest. Because I like, I think, I, I feel like I have a vague a vague memory of how I was then, but even then, I probably wouldn't really be able to pinpoint it down all too well. Uh, I guess probably the best the best people suited to answer that would be uh would be Wolf or Sammy because I can't believe a uh, Wolf please don't castrate me I uh, can't believe I forgot to mention you there on the <laughs> on the on the amino bit but yeah that's that's where I met Wolf as well um, but I guess probably the same thing that I'd say about myself which is I mean probably more more mature more sure of myself definitely in the way that i speak at least the way i'm speaking here i feel like i'm i'm a lot more i'm speaking with a lot more confidence than when i may have used to especially back then
0: and that that was a time where you were still in florida too
1: before you had to change a little of scenery new job everything right nah i think uh actually no yes when when i first got started in amino i was i was i was living in florida but when i first started in, in amino i had just moved to florida
0: so what's been the biggest adjustment for you throughout everything from from 2021 up to now, now that you've gotten more experience and more emotional development? What was the biggest thing that you encountered that you thought that you wouldn't experience in time?
2: Hmm. Um, I, that's
1: that's a little, that's a little difficult. I'd say probably there's two things that come to mind. It's, uh, adjustments to the workforce, which I I didn't think would be as difficult as what I found them to be. I mean, as I mentioned before, I, I was held back by my parents a lot. I didn't really do anything, but stay at home so like from going from sitting in my room all day to then working a a extremely labor-intensive blue-collar job out of nowhere that's a that's a big shift for not only me to mentally make but also physically so there's that but then there's also my relationship with the with with Scribbles, which I love her to death, but as I said, we've had our ups and downs, just like any b anyone else's relationships. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be like that, and I mean, I think it it might be better that it panned out like that because, I mean, I think what makes a good relationship is being a, being able to overcome struggles, because I mean, that way, if you overcome those struggles together then you know you can power through anything. And you know, it's. You, some, some people may want their relationships to be struggleless, Everything goes perfectly and according to plan, but then when shit hits the fan, if you ain't never struggled with your partner before, how do you know they're going to have you back? What's something you miss about the old days? Something that I miss about the old days is probably something that anybody else can relate to. Oh man, how I love having no responsibilities, no will to pay the bills, no need to drive anywhere, as much as I do love driving and I love cars. It's, I mean, just being able to sit down and talk to you guys all day and play fucking video games and not just do all that shit. I mean, thankfully, I was able to do that for a very long time since... I mean, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, you know, I I wish I could have started in the work for, into the workforce when I was 16, like a lot of other people do. My parents didn't hold me back, but then at the same time, I did get to enjoy a lot of blissful moments of not having to do shit because of that. So, yeah, entertainment yeah, 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 I mean,
2: peace is important. Yeah.
1: Indeed it is Indeed it is i i find that to be to, i find myself to be more aware of that every day uh oh that's that's all i really care about uh you know uh my girlfriend is very 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 focused on finding herself in a high place monetarily in in a social standing as well as monetarily to a point of sacrificing her own personal peace. And I try to drill into her head every single day that, I mean, I was fortunate enough to come from a place where my family was pretty damn well off. We were, I feel, I think just by judging, I don't know what kind of, how much money my father made, but just judging off the lifestyle that I was living I'd say that my family was probably upper middle, uh, upper middle class. And even then, you know, I don't feel sad for myself. I, you know, I don't go
2: boo hoo,
1: the well-off kid had it bad, but you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have a happy, uh, a happy upbringing. And, you know, that's fault of my parents. Cause as I said, they held me back a lot. I mean, it's not like I got to enjoy their money or anything like that. I'm just sitting in my room all day not doing nothing. So it's just like, you could have all the money in the world, but, I mean, that doesn't guarantee your happiness. And, you know, I got a front seat to that. And now, don't get me wrong, a whole shit ton of money would solve my problems. It would solve my debt, and I'd have a nice house and all that type of shit. But from my viewpoint, my happiness comes first. I'd rather be, like, how I'm struggling now, I'm happy because I have everything that I could have ever asked for. I'm 10 times more happier here in a struggling position than what I was a couple of years back, living well off of my family. I would much rather be here struggling than living back with my family. I, I just find more happiness and solace in my own independence and being able to work hard towards the future that
0: I want. What was the biggest lesson that you had from your,
2: family or the biggest takeaway from from either one of your your parents hmm. Hmm. honestly
1: it can be nothing. It didn't I mean it, you know. Yeah. Everybody, everybody I, finds. I, I can't really say that there's anything. I mean, my parents were really good at putting the putting the bread on the plate and putting the the food on the plate. Most importantly, when it comes to my mother, but they didn't teach me anything. Mm-hmm. I grew up. I grew up off myself. Yeah, and I think I from I
0: that I too. Scared. Yeah, and I, and I think from that too, there's another lesson even even like the biggest lesson sometimes people can teach you is nothing at all because of how you adapt out of that from that. And then the family that you want to give yourself and, you know, your girlfriend will be the complete opposite of that and only better because you 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 come from a uh, um
1: you have have multiple siblings. How many how many siblings do you have? Like uh, four? Yeah. Yeah. As as it currently stands for, I grew up with a with two, but you know by the time I was like, what was it? I think my younger sibling my two younger siblings were born by the time I was like I wanna say around fifteen or something.
0: Around fifteen, okay. So did you did you did any of you uh go to school together? I know it was it was in different grades, but did you ever share a school experience? Uh, I siblings? mean a little
1: bit. My my sibling who's under me, he's like Two years under me. I mean, we we were passing. It was, it was more like we we were passingly in school together. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's like what, like three or four year periods in school, and he'd always he'd always get there just as I was pretty much leaving. Right. Are you are you too close? A oh, very 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 my my sibling who was under me. Shout out plug to him. Uh, he's a musical artist. His name on uh, his name on the social media is Xolmani. That is X O M A N I Uh I don't like all of his music, but he does have some certified bangers, and that's coming from a heavy music critic. Uh, I-, I love music and I take the shit out of it. So yeah, I, my brother, not the best out there, but. He actually does have some good songs, at least if you're into, you know, rap and all that, but plug aside, uh, I am very close with, with him. Uh, he doesn't talk to me as much as I would like to nowadays, but I guess, you know, I I guess now I'm seeing the perspective of a parent.
0: Yeah. It's one of those unspoken about things too, as a parent or even as an older sibling, as they grow older, they kind of grow without you a little bit. And you notice that duality, as it comes in and as they change, I mean, you all have heard the podcast through ups and downs, through this bot being consistent and not consistent. Passive anger aside, (laughs) all of how we change and how time passes us. As you said, at this time of night, you're feeling a little bit more recollective. You're looking back on things um, with family. And of course, just the passage of time in general, what's, something that comes to you when you get in these, in these recollective moods? Is it, is it mainly just everything that comes in waves or is it maybe family? Is it your future of your relationship? Is it the future
1: of your friendships or is it a mixture of all of that? I'd say it's a mixture of everything, but there are two main topics that cross my mind when I do get in this sort of mood, which is first the the most powerful feeling, which is the deep and guttural feeling of gratefulness. Gratefulness in the feeling that I've been able to live such a, even with my my parental setbacks, I've been able to live such a knowledgeable life and such a blessed one where my friends helped me overcome all those setbacks i hear i've heard nothing but online horror story and in-person horror story from my parents about how friends aren't shit you can't you can only rely on yourself online friends may betray you online friends are surface level so on so forth even my parents say real life friends are surface level they don't mean anything. The only people you can rely on is family. Thankfully, that isn't my life. I've I've had nothing but friendship after friendship after friendship that has done nothing but uplift me as a person.
2: Yours being a prime example.
1: I can say, while I've had my friendship fumbles, who doesn't, For the most part, as I said, most of my friendships have uplifted me, whether that's emotionally or in my wellspring of knowledge, and a lot of the time, even both. Uh, Most of my my friendships have shaped me into the man that I am today, and so has my girlfriend, which is part of that friendship circle. It's without these people, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I'm grateful towards all those people that have helped shape me and mold me. I mean, I even have some family members who are who are part of that group. Unfortunately, not as many as there are friends, but they exist. And you,
0: and you would say that your extended family, which is, of course, the people online, all that have been more fruitful to you in comparison to those that you grew up with. For sure. Hmm. What's the biggest lesson you've learned from your relationship? My relationship with the with the people, or with my girlfriend, with with
1: Scribbles, with Scribbles, Emin. Uh, one of the most important things that I learned is the need for willpower. Not everything is gonna go. Fruitful, amazing, good in relationships. I mean, shit, nine times out of ten, it never does. Everybody has heartbreak one way or another. But even when things are in their darkest hour, if you can peer through the darkness and, you know, fight that shit off, make it work, see where the issues are coming from knock that shit out of there sometimes it can work i'm not gonna say all the time it works but you know sometimes if you're willing to fight that fight and so is your partner then it'll work up what do you think
0: scribbles has learned from you
1: if you had to take a
0: guess <laughs> i'd say that she learned to have compassion
2: mm.
1: Uh, why was she uh, like mad cutthroat no still... nah, that's actually that's what I was about to say because <laughs> I love my girlfriend she's a pretty cutthroat person and she's she's someone who is uh, she's someone who's quick to have grudges be angry at you for so and so reason if you uh, if you wrong turn any sort of way and I think going into our relationship she held that same standard to me and you know i i say this in no way of scrutinizing her or anything cuz i am not perfect i've had my own issues i've been a dick i've fucked up in our relationship but yeah the, the, during our initial stages of our relationship she did uh she 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 did plenty bad and i think in me forgiving her Time and time and time again and not in the ways of being a simp I mad mean, I to the people, not a munch either yeah not definitely not that <laughs> but yeah as as I've forgiven her time and time again, I think it's i she she there was there's a there came a point in time where she where she realized the wrong she was doing. And she realized I had forgiven her for it, and she. I, I, I want to. I, I want to think, and I want to feel, as I've watched her actions change, that part of my forgiveness has spread onto her.
0: It makes me happy. Makes me smile. And she was somebody that is in our community as well. Um, you know, in relation to what you said about your parents telling you that people online are, I uh, think, inglorious bastards that are trying to steal everything you own from under you. It is nailed down. Um, some all along those lines. So, for anybody that is currently having a relationship online or is pursuing a relationship online, and they they're them being in the infancy of their relationship? What, what advice would you give to those people?
1: The advice I'd give to those people is don't be delusional. I may tell you that my relationship worked out. I've had a pretty damn long, long-winded, fruitful, very, very fruitful relationship with my partner over the course of having an online relationship. And now we've lived together for three years. Things have gone good. But realistically, I am a small percentage of success stories and many, many, many failures. But at the same time, I suppose that also goes for in real life relationships. Many of them fail. More fail than what succeed. But as I said, do not get delusional because somebody like me may tell you that I had it good. Things worked out. A lot of the time it doesn't work like that. And yeah, you know, the warnings that you see online are true. Sometimes you might run into weirdos because I certainly have. What's the biggest weirdo Bye. you ran into? <laughs> no, nah, I mean we could talk about relationship <laughs> weirdos <laughs> and we could talk about uh we could talk about people like Gabo, Stone saying. Oh know, God. The the the, the 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 list goes on. But yeah, it's uh Things can work out if you, but the, the advice that I can give you, if you want, whether and this applies to in real life relationships as well. If you want things to work out, then you and your partner have to be mature enough to be able to work through your issues as two coexisting adults who have respect for each other. Cause if you can't do that, then regardless of whether it's an online relationship, Or a real life relationship, it's not going to work out.
0: Very well said. A lot of people don't have that guidance as well when they're getting into these relationships. I've seen so many people, when they're emotionally vulnerable, get into these emotionally compromising situations and they're not able to take themselves out of the situation because of their vulnerability to love. And when they do that, they completely are torn asunder. And They're either taken advantage of, catfished, or everything in between. And I've said it before, say it again, you and Scribbles are the perfect example of how things can go right. That's not to say that it won't be without its hurdles and problems, but that's every relationship ever. Um, Because it needs that emotional development, especially in uncharted territory. I don't think that Scribbles has ever done anything like this before with anybody. Obviously, never going to happen again. Um. Yeah. But with these people that go through these situations, they just don't know how to deal, and because they're so new to the experience, they're they're just completely, completely flying in the blind, completely naive. So, um, you two are a shining example of how things can go right, even with there being wrong in between. Because again, we're humans, we're flawed creatures, so. That's just a part of the whole thing now, let's talk about your crimes of ninety nine.
1: you know, I can't talk about that, james
0: yeah, never mind i was I was just playing that was, that was just a litmus test. <laughs> that was just a limit test i didn't I didn't know how far I would have to uh take it i mean i'm all, I'm already stressing um I mean, we got a North Galaxy legend here, so I'm just trying to make sure that uh this is as, as impactful as possible. And it had, we're just hitting on all the uh, the bits that we have to because I always say that we'll get in these episodes when we can. And it's true. I said, hey, if we do it once, it means we can do it again uh, because we leave up even more potential or, or possibilities for more episodes. But they're always, they're always sometimes uh, far in between. But that's also a good thing because you can't, it would be fun to have you here every week, but, you know, guests are the spice of life. We got to have some. Yeah. Variation here, of course. So yeah. you know, in in this moment of time. And I'll host this a little bit earlier. You you mind uh if I host a segment presented by uh, TWTG real
1: quick? <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? What does it remind you of? Uh you ever seen uh those 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 funny interviews with that white guy with the long hair? The barstool sports, yeah. Yeah, you mind I? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I totally didn't steal that. Like sponsored by sponsored
1: by my meters.
0: Hey, 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 that's that's the first time I'm hearing about it. You're telling me you're telling me right now. Um, that's, that's the first time I heard something like that. But he sounds like a cool guy. Yeah. Um, but again, you you mind if I host a segment presented by the people here at Goat Island, CWTG? Boys. Boys, of course, of course. So because this is you and you've known me for a while, um, I. I Figured that this would be a, a longer version of this in comparison to what I had before with Ezro. Again, that was TWTG One Hundred and One. If you guys haven't listened to that, to listen to that after this podcast episode, but this is talks with you. And, and I've told you this before, but for those that don't know, this is a part of the episode. At any time, it could be at the end, in the beginning, or in the middle, where I give the mic to the guest, to the interviewee and I give them an opportunity to ask me a question. Maybe they've listened to the podcast and been wondering my opinion on a topic or have something in general to ask. that uh, can be on anything, as you guys know. We speak our minds here respectfully. So for you, Toma, um, you have the microphone real quick, the podcast microphone. Hopefully, I know it won't fuck up on you because it has a vendetta against me sometimes, but... <laughs> What do you have on your mind? All right. Well,
2: a question that does come to mind immediately.
1: Uh, With the power of the Goat Island in hand, I ask the question, what is the difference for you between uh, the experiences of being a little brother and an older brother?
2: Can you repeat the question just so I can uh,
1: load my answer? What was the what 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 was and is the difference in experiences for you between being an older brother and a little brother between Tristan and Brandon? That's too personal.
0: I'm not going to get into that. Try again. Uh, uh, My bad. No, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. playing. (laughs) I will say. And I'm going to start with a uh, little brother and then big brother. I will say, um, being little brother to Brandon, as he and I were growing up, we were kids, we were young. He's five years older than me. For you all that don't know, I'll be 25 next month. So if I'm five or six, he's 10 going on 11. When we were young, uh, we were a little dynamic duo. Uh, we had a lot of a lot of time together, of course, longer than the time I would have with our little brother. And we were always bundled up together. I would be following Brandon's lead because I'm the younger kid. I don't know what I'm doing. And this is my older brother. You know, you follow him to the ends of the earth. And for me growing up, I was fortunate to be going to the cookouts, be seeing the family. I had my... Grandmother and my uh, grandfather on both sides, and um, I had that experience for a while with him and every weekend one, once one weekend we would go to uh, grandpa's house, one weekend we would go to grandma's house and it was like that for many years um, until Tristan came in and being a little brother, um, because I was so young, I do have a lot of recollection from that time, but um, I would say that being a little brother I was more like a uh, like a sheep, and not in a bad way, but in a way that I didn't really know myself for a very long time, and I wasn't able to stand on my own for anything. It was always follow follow the leader because I didn't know how to lead myself, and I didn't know myself at the at the time. So I was like a sheep where you throw cane at to lead them to you know the pasture, and that for a long time was all that I had. And then when I had friends in school. I was kind of just waiting in the waters for a long time, not really knowing who I was. And having a lot of friends was a benefit to me because that's where I kind of found myself. But still, I didn't rise above um, anybody. I was still in the middle. I was still me. So I didn't really understand what it was to be a little brother until I reached um, early high school. Because I didn't feel the weight of the dynamic yet or have a outer body experience, excuse me, and seeing where I was. So once I was old enough to be aware of that, it was already too late. At the time, Brandon was in college and he was a young adult experiencing the world. He was in New York City and at, at, uh, at college and here I was at home high school, you know, it's a transformative experience for every young teen. So here I was at home, no older brother. And now here it is, my little brother's coming of age to where we're a little bit closer now. He's he's out of that little kid phase. He's maturing just a little bit. Um, not a preteen yet, but he's old enough to where we have our own dynamic now. So being the middle child puts you in a very unique situation because you're able to have that little brother experience and also be an older brother at the same time. So the relationship with the second child and the third is different than the third child and the first because they're the farthest apart. Brandon and Tristan have 10 years difference between each other. That's a lot. Time. Um, and then here it is. I have those five with Brandon. And then those... Um, it was five with Tristan, but Brandon's always more ahead in that, obviously, because I was born second, Tristan's born third. So in being an older brother, I learned a lot more because here it is. Now I'm getting older. I'm coming of age and now I need guidance, but I don't have that um, for my older brother. Could I ask my father? No, I didn't know how to, but also all due respect to him. Um, it wouldn't, really be the he would give me answers but it wouldn't be the answers that i needed because here it is he's the um think he had his two older sisters he's the youngest out of three and he has uh two older sisters so he can't relate to having brothers in the dynamic that i have And i'm the middle child my mother she is the oldest of three daughters so I can't ask her questions and she's, she's not a, a guy. So of course there's another d- dynamic there and I'm not in the headspace where I can ask my friends for advice, my friends in school, people that I've known for many years with their own families and their own uh, brothers and sisters. So here I am in limbo again, but now older and now my friendship dynamics are changing because we're getting older. We're meeting different people now and. Here it is. My little brother is now maturing, and he's going through things, and he's to himself, so I can't reach out to him sometimes because I'm to myself as well, but I know how to be an older brother, and I understand that there's responsibility in the job. So while all these things are being thrown at me, I'm still trying to figure out how to get a handle on them, and I didn't get a handle on them really until uh, my junior year of high school. Excuse me. And... Once I did, I got to a point where uh, I was able to have another outer body experience and look at myself from a bird's eye view and really analyze um, how our relationship was. And here it is now, as the young man that I am, I'm able to look at it and look at the difference in between one, one being the little brother. I never really felt that dynamic with Brandon because we both were, um, you know, young kids. We didn't really do that dynamic until we got older, but now being, uh, the men that we are, we see each other as equals. So I don't really, I've never really felt that, um, from Brandon cause Brandon himself has gone through changes. So I felt the older brother dynamic more because of how I am. Someone even said to, I feel like, you know, you're the older brother, uh, in comparison to Brandon being the oldest because of my demeanor and how I act. So I think I felt the older brother dynamic more than anything in, in, in being the little brother. Cause for me, the little brother yeah, it's just the title. Yeah. I'm Brandon's little brother, but I've never felt that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and because of many situations where I've had to be the, the, the anchor of our, of, of our trio, I've had to be the, the uh, the stone in the ground that had to be the the mental uh, focus of the group a lot of the times. Uh, it, in in part, it's made me forget a lot about the past, um, the past version of what we are because now, like we we weren't done evolving, and now that we have, this is the version of the older brother, little brother dynamic that we have, and. I never really got to understand that or look at it until I was old, like a um, an older teenager becoming a younger adult because Brandon was gone and I was home. So I'd say in being an older brother, it's definitely uh, taught me how to keep focus and being consistent. You know, I talk about that, you know, off, off camera, of course, a lot and having, those uh those values those concrete values and and things to uh to look at and 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 grow with how very important they are to functioning as a person so oh man i'm yawning for no reason but um so as time has gone on all i've had is the older brother experience so i can say that um Maybe if I was uh, another year or three younger, I would have more retention of that dynamic. But because Brandon and I um, look at each other as equals now because we're both young men and we're at where we're at, I haven't felt that dynamic really. It's just that I know that, yeah, that's my older brother. Um, But that position has never really been a thing between him and I. Because sometimes I take the reins, and whenever he takes the reins, I, I, I'm the conscience, I'm the rock. Not Dwayne Johnson, but the rock. You know what I mean? So uh, that's, that's, that's where I've been, and that's what I've learned as a whole. It's definitely prepared me for having a, a child. Like, I feel like if I had a kid tomorrow, I, I'd know exactly what I need to do in terms of my okay. mental and everything else. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I just got to find... My cat woman but that's a whole other story but uh, yeah if you have another question I can ask that for you but I hope that answered the uh, question as well actually, I actually do have uh, another
1: question it's, it's unrelated to the first question I, I don't think I've, I've ever asked anything like this before Uh-oh. have you ever found yourself in a life threatening situation um
0: there was this one time I was at work you might recognize this story um, it was potentially life threatening only because I didn't know, um, what the person had. Uh, it was one summer night at work and, um, it was during the, yeah, it was there, it was during the summer. And for those that don't know, I work at a train yard. I'm not going to say where here for this podcast for obvious reasons because I like making money. Um, But I was at my job, I work security, and I watch cameras five nights at Freddy's. And where I work at is in the cut, or some know the ghetto, or some know the hood. So I'm chilling at one night doing my thing. It's a graveyard shift. It's two or three in the morning, and I'm tired, naturally. Skipping my uh, body clock, messing around with it a little bit. And I see this dude coming down a hill, trying to cut through the train yard to get to the train station. This gentleman is, again, this is where I'm going to sound very political and fair. This African-American gentleman was (laughs) old enough to be my father, and he was walking around with a young woman, young enough to be my little cousin. And I can tell that this girl must have been on something. Now, mind, mind you... um. I'm very perceptive. You know, the Batman jokes, everything aside, that's just naturally how I am. (laughs) So if I see someone coming my way, I'm already running through things in my head. Uh Uh-oh, I don't know what they have on them. What should I do? A, B, C, and D. So here it is. They come to the window of the guard booth that I work in. And the girl is talking like she's on drugs. Hey, um, can we cut through here? She's talking just like that. And in my mind, I'm like, okay. So I'm praying that this isn't um a dude in a Suchi mama or a dude that's just uh having this girl strung out on drugs, follow him or around and you know, have sex abuse or whatever. So I'm just like, okay. I'm always calm. You have to be calm. You can't, you know escalate things part of my job training is to de-escalate so you know me i'm a pretty funny guy i think i'll throw out jokes here and there i'll be like oh you you gotta be careful i'm looking out for you and me because i just work here i'm trying to go home after this so dude comes up behind her apparently that's his niece and he's talking outside of himself hey man so uh We can cut through here. I used to work here. I know we can cut here to get cut through here to get to the train station. And I said, well, I can't let you go through here unless you have a badge. Just very simple. If you don't, I'm going to ask you to leave. And this is a little bit of my uh, dialogue checks that I have when I'm talking to people. You played Starfield. You know how it is. So the yellow option is me slightly intimidating somebody, but being very nice. Uh, being like, hey man, look, there's there's police coming through here, so I'm I'm looking out for you, bro. You might want to leave right now because if the police come over here and see you, they might try to you know cuff you. I'm lying obviously, but these people don't know me, and I'm good at spinning a story. I think I'm pretty good at this writing shit. So tell the dude, oh no, we got police coming through here, man. You got it, you got a badge. I'm sorry, I can't let you go through here. Why not? I'm like, well. You're on camera right now because there's a camera that points directly to the outside of my booth. And I'm like, well, I'm trying not to get you in trouble. If you want to stand at the top of the hill, you can catch an Uber. I'll even call one for you. This is me, again, giving nice passes and de-escalating and trying to control the situation. And so this dude is not backing down. The girl is standing there. I think she's probably on Aurora or something like that dazed. And he is uh, motioning himself towards the window. Now, mind you, I've already thought about a million and one different scenarios of what would happen if someone tried to fight me while I'm standing inside of a booth. So I've already thought about how to use that booth as a weapon many times. And here I am in my mind. I'm like, look at this dude, look at this bum yelling and, and doing all this stuff and i'm just trying to work and go home bro like if you look at me you can tell i'm not i'm not an old guy i'm just a young dude trying oh, to get some man. get some dollars and get these commissions done right get a, maybe an older yamiko done here and there right right so he motions himself towards the window and i'm like okay i have my hand in my pocket and in my right hand, which is my, uh and I'm, I'm charging my finisher, basically, just in case. I don't know if he's going to lunge at me. I don't know if he's going to, you know, try to do something stupid. But just in case, you know what I'm saying? So, he says, only way I'm not, like, the only way you're going to stop me from, from crossing through here is if you get out of there and and, and try to stop me. So, what's up? And he's walking up, and again, he has baggy pants. I don't know if he's packing something on him. I don't know if he's packing heat. I don't know if he has a knife or a shank or anything. So I have a pen in my pocket, and I'm like, well, if you lunge in here with a weapon, I'm going to respond with deadly force in excess. Um, Because I have a home to give forward, you know, a bed to, to, to go home to, and a family, and People that know me and, you know, I think it would be pretty weird if I just disappeared from the embassy longer than a few days and no warning. Yeah. Right. So um, I say, sir, I'm going to have to call the police if you trespass through here without a badge. That's all I'm asking for is a badge. I said, I said, please don't make this harder for me. There needs to be because this can be very easy swearing, nigga this, nigga that. And I'm like, okay. you know, It's not effective, obviously. Let me look. Hold on. Let me check. I'm black. So, I mean, you call me the N-word and if you're black, it's just like, okay. (laughs) You know, so. He goes because I'm just like, all right. I'll let him get in trouble. And I let nature handle it, right? So he did have a badge on, but I don't know why in the hell he wanted to act like a gta NPC, maybe he just wanted to impress his hoochie mama but i doubt that she'll re- even remember what happened that night but i had already decided that if she tried something i'd know that i would have to take her down but that would be very easy one punch man <laughs> but again this is just in self-defense for my life if she tried to do something i would never strike first my job is self-defense if need be i can't attack anybody which is kind of like funny um but i'm like okay So I let him go and I just called the cops real quick. I'm like, hey, you know, uh, we got a trespasser here. Give him all the information. It's really easy to be spotted at night when you're wearing a big, bright white t shirt. Like, you look like you stepped out of a portal from 2005 out of a Soldier Boy video or something. (laughs) So, long story short, um, the police. (laughs) sent out a report to the work phone that we have and that was a dude that actually did work there but he was terminated and I'm never going to wish for somebody to lose their job but situations like that I'm happy that he lost his job for doing just being stupid and and threatening to fight somebody that was literally just doing their job which I don't understand why people just show up and make things harder for everybody for no reason but some people just want to see the world burn As we know, so so he was he was he was employed there, but after that incident, he got fired. Yeah, I I like to think so. They they didn't give specifics as to why. It just says like their work number and their name, and it says has been terminated, suspended. Yeah, suspended if they did like a small little thing or whatever the hell. But it's terminated if they're fired. Um, which is hilarious. (laughs) I was like, oh, nature handled itself. So I I like to think that. It was because of me, and I can be, you know, spiteful and be like, ah, <laughs> you know, stupid, ah, you lost your job, sucks to suck. But um, it might have been something else. He looked like he was a problematic fellow, anyway. Yeah, like I, I would be angry if I was like short and bald too. So, tough. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was um at least the most life threatening. And again, I, I can, I can say now that it wasn't threatening my life, but at that point in time, I did feel like I was threatened because of how he was looking and how he was uh, motioning towards me, like, you know, he has something or whatever, right? So in my mind, I'm thinking this can go one of a million different ways. So for the fact that I didn't know, you know, the great unknown, that's the biggest part where I'm just like, hmm, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Quick. Could you hear that in the background? Well,
0: no, what was going on? You getting raided? You getting swatted? Nah,
1: my, <laughs> my cat was letting out like a loud ass mating call. What the hell's going on over there, Toma? I don't know. I think my cat's
0: in here or something, but if you he couldn't hear it, then it is what it is. You know, we're making we're making it through. You got you got another one or was that I can take the microphone back?
1: I mean yeah yeah here, we, we we we
0: good. Okay. Well yeah, that was that was um so thank thank you for your questions. Of course. Of course. Um I that, that kinda of brought me back a little bit because here it is we're in twenty twenty four right now. I think that was twenty 2020... twenty Damn, I think it was twenty twenty one. Maybe early twenty two. Jesus Christ, I don't, I don't even know. I hope I hopefully I wrote something down somewhere. About the situation, I have to comb through the embassy to maybe find a conversation relating to it. But um, speaking of the embassy, here we are. We're we're going into uh, year three. Year three of the embassy from the little (laughs) group chat that we had up to now. I mean, the passage of time has been insane. Absolutely insane. Uh as we've grown as time has gone on do you have a top 3 favorite embassy moments
1: top 3 favorite embassy moments mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. i mean top 3 embassy moments uh one of them has got to be the creation since uh you know unlike a few people uh, or technically most i was there in the inception so for me that that's definitely top three is being there during the creation. Uh you know, that's 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 pretty up there, you know. I got my I got my
2: legacy member badge ready to pull out. True. Um uh, what else, what else, what
1: else? I mean, you know, there there's like a bajillion incidents that I, I suppose we could pull out, but you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna be uh, be that guy and clown people on a podcast. No, clown everybody. Get a list of names. I got the whole <laughs> list right here. No, let no, not, not as terrible. <laughs> we we'll leave some to the mystery. Yeah, if you if you want to know embassy lore, be a part of the embassy. As 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 I love to say, you don't get embassy lore unless unless you join up. Besides the limited embassy lore that you may get, like right now. Yeah. This this is for the people in the know.
2: Ah. Uh, what i
1: mean i feel like a lot of the a lot of the fun you know i don't think there's like maybe specified moments but you know besides being there in the inception being like a staple moment a lot of the other stuff that i enjoy that i can't exactly pinpoint is i mean the vcs and i mean at least for me, like the VCs is, is 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 that's that's the lifeblood of everything. At least you know for the people who join. Yeah, the know, sum, uh,
0: summer of twenty three, man. You you were the the summer the summer VCs baton. That those
1: those were some some crazy ties, man. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, during during that that summer phase, I, I was able to hosting a lot of VCs and people used to actually join. I the was, was, only thing only a couple of, I think that was only a couple of months ago and now how how the how we've gracefully fallen into nothing. <laughs> but that 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 definitely was a good time. A lot of uh a lot of uh extremely early beginning VCs that were very long lasting into the day. A lot of good a lot of good laughs and a lot of good moments. That got me in trouble at work, but it was worth it. You really got in trouble at work. <laughs> yeah, and and, and and I and I tell and I tell y'all I got I got in trouble because uh because I mean I mean you know ain't, ain't ain't nothing ain't the most of those conversations ain't safe for work and I'm not exactly a soft speaker. Bro, we we were just talking about OCs
0: all the time. You had a problem with that. The
1: nigga, we was like, talking about all the time. You <laughs> quits a cap. We're talking about crazy shit, fucking goddamn horny hours, fucking what anime bitch you want to fuck? uh Goddamn, talking about niggas getting n- niggas getting boxed into oblivion, all sorts of random ass shit. No, I think we were talking about investing in the community and the economic state of the world. But yeah, you know, my bad. My, bad. My, my job just couldn't understand the. The social political climate of the OC community. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's, it's it's very important. I think like it's it's an important issue that needs to be talked about more because they don't really, they they just don't understand it. They're not they're not a part of the real. Um, they they don't understand sayish in
1: politics, but I think, they, they, they will I mean, I don't, I don't think <laughs> I don't think any of my higher ups. They never made a they never made a crimson continuity OC. Exactly. Know? Yeah, exactly. They've never they've never done line art. You
0: know what I'm saying? They they have they haven't even sketched out a piece in their life, I bet. They they wouldn't understand. Never, never. You know. But um before we go, is there anything that you wanna uh, tell the people, tell yourself in the future? Or, you know, promo yourself, promo a minute, I can give that to you? Or a mixture of the um, three? Nah, I
1: don't I don't I don't I don't need any promos. Uh if you wanna see any potential future art which which is uh limited and far and few between the most likely place that you'll see it is the embassy so if you're listening to this you like art and you're not a part of the embassy then what are you doing join up um besides that you know there's the uh, there's plenty of people I'd uh, I'd love to shout out who are important to me in my life as we currently stand you know that 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 list of that list of people that are important to me is a ever revolving door but it does not mean the people who were important to me in the past still aren't important to me right now. You know, your importance in my life may change over time because at one point you may be assisting me in my life that you may not be assisting me in a later point in life. But I love you all the same. But the people who I find important to me now, uh, one group of people who will never leave that revolving door is the BKS. You will all forever be. I'll I'll ever be eternally grateful to you all, whether even during the times where I wasn't able to speak to you guys for months on end, maybe even a year. or So, you know, I thought about you guys almost every single day. Uh, You guys are still important to me to this day. Probably the person who I should have shouted out first, which if she ever listens to this, she may kill me for not doing my girlfriend. uh, I spoke to her the other day about being grateful towards, all of the people who are important to me about and how she is so important to me and how grateful I am towards her for really instilling all of the real world adult things into me that I needed to, that, that I, I really needed at the time getting a job learning how to drive so on and so forth you know I love my girlfriend I'm grateful towards her and she's changed my life for the better and an honorable mention towards friends who I really enjoy the company of currently. Nin. Uh you know, I hope we get to cook more Nin, you know, make make some more fun uh OC stuff together. You know, I'm a really busy man unfortunately, but hopefully time finds it available that I can draw some more brand and that we can do some more fun stuff together. You're a really cool kid. You're you're really knowledgeable for your age and I wish you nothing but the best uh, everybody uh everybody in the frame you know i've I've enjoyed talking to you guys and building our friendships scourge horizon and especially you, my friend nandy, you're a pretty fucking cool dude and i'm I'm very glad that uh that we've been able to to curate some funny nice moments together on the game and just talks overall you know i I hope i get to uh, through the years that hopefully our friendship evolves i hope that uh we can become closer nandy and everyone else who i spoke on that
2: was beautiful round of applause
0: to me out on the back yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me press the, uh, the sound. Oh yeah. We don't do sound boys on here, but for everybody um, that has been listening to this podcast, again, this has been Toma. This has been your host, the go D James again, recording with some different tech at this moment in time. And I will lose my mind respectfully if Craig doesn't properly record this, because believe it or not, I had to do some editing earlier in the episode at the time of this listening because of, uh, Actually, I don't know what they'll happen. I'm gonna just say agents of Arasaka and the Thalmor were trying to shut us down. But, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that
1: was really weird. Did you were you able to hear me or no? I couldn't uh, hear you. No, it's it I, I could hear you, but it sounded like you were going through a washboard of black wall of of black wall biotechnica internet. Okay.
0: So Alt was trying to shut us down good to know but um I'll do some research after this in the black wall with the go computer everybody I got to go um I got to go do some things uh maybe 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 check things out I got to I got to check my cyberware but for everyone listening again this is TWTG this is episode 102 I'll see you guys with a new guest next time